Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, this is an important week. This is a potentially important week. I might or might not be going to London tomorrow. As this episode drops, I might be in London. Who knows? This will be the first time since February. I'm bricking it. In the words of Public Enemies, Chuck T, bring the noise. Fifth Film Podcast Network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this is what's good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week. In the circumstances, my earphones are tripping right now. They feel weird in the ear. I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm, I've, if it, my my voice feels off. So, hopefully, and uh, it shouldn't really matter, obviously, because I'm speaking into the mic. The mic has nothing to do with the earphones. It's obviously the earphones. Uh, you know, it's my output. It's not. It's not going to affect you guys, but it's just annoying. Um, so it might be time to get some new earphones, and not like proper ones. You know, I've, I've got proper ones, but um, I, I just like to have wired ones uh, for when I record. Just for I don't know. Just, just. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think can I wirelessly link up to my mic? No, probably not in it. So yeah, wired, wired uh, earphones needed gonna cop that soon because i've literally just <laughs> logged in i'm just like oh, i sound weird this is horrible i couldn't have done it like a couple of couple of days ago when i was like ordering stuff but here we here we are here we are but anyway hope you're all doing well hope everybody's been okay during this week started a rain this week which i'm so happy about happy autumn actually everybody um september equinox i think yesterday or two days ago depend on when, <laughs> depend on when you listen to this i guess um but yeah so it's officially autumn um summer's dead for another year and uh yeah i hope you're all happy because of that what because those there's always those couple of days where it's just a little bit too hot and you all suddenly regret summer and then winter comes and then it's you know 30 60 maybe 90 days of uh minor of less than 10 degree weather and uh i don't i don't hear as i don't know the the complaints don't the, the complaints don't match for me um you, you guys don't seem to bitch and moan about winter as much i find i find that a bit weird but um, you know it is what it is and uh you know as i as i like to say in every walk of life when it comes to the seasons uh, if you think winter is the best season, you don't deserve uh, good things in life. That's, that's uh, I think that's just how life should be. Like if you think winter's the best season, um, I, I don't really think you deserve nice things in your life. Uh, I think you're just inviting um, hatred and um, and bad things upon yourself. So uh, yeah, that's how it, that's how it is. But anyway, there's that. And uh, yeah, it's been a pretty solid week for me. Can't complain. Um, yeah, just about to get in some stuff. Uh, hopefully tomorrow maybe might be going to London might not be I'm um, just I'm, I'm just keeping an eye on things to be honest um, just, it might be it might be a game time decision uh, before I before I go, go to but before I go bed as I record tonight uh, on, on a Wednesday dropping obviously Thursday um, but yeah we'll see how that goes it might be might be fun might catch Corona who knows <laughs> I literally I haven't been to London since February I, I'm, I'm I don't know the I don't know how it is there, you know what I mean? I, I can understand that 
maybe trains are still you know reasonably packed depending on where you when you're going obviously because people still work and um especially where i live people you know regularly commute to london um so it might be it might be the same as just usual um even though it shouldn't be but you know hopefully hopefully um more London-based businesses are allowing people to work at home, but uh, so people don't have to travel and commute, and therefore have a I have a free seat. But uh, we, <laughs> regardless of that, we shall see. We shall see how it goes if if I do go at all. Um, but yeah, got a stack show. It's actually a kind of low-key experimental show in some way. I'll I'll, I'll get into it in the last segment. Um, but this is an all-life show. This is all life, all life. I had I just had I've just had stuff. Um, gathering dust, or well, a couple of things gathering dust, and uh, the other two are kind of f- very fresh. Um, but yeah, I've, I've kind of had like one ga- gathering a lot of dust. I think it's like uh, when the article dropped, like 2017, 2018. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, d- oh, August. Okay, wasn't that okay? Gathering dust for months. So I thought it was years, but it was, ga- it was gathering dust for months. And um, yeah, I've 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 just uh, I just I have a I have an experimental thought about this uh, particular episode and. Uh, yeah, uh, it's an all-life episode. Um, I didn't really feel like doing the other three, and uh, yes, it's the first time that I've done all all of one subject, all of one uh, segment. Uh, but we shall see how it goes. Might be might be fun, might be terrible. Who knows? Uh, but regardless of that, we're gonna jump right in. For Manatees, before we begin, email to us at IG, Facebook as well, or maybe maybe not Facebook as well, because um, apparently Facebook might come come out of the EU just entirely and just pull the plug on the EU entirely, which which I wouldn't mind, to be honest, um, there, there will come a time when I hop off Facebook forever, um, I don't know why I'm not doing it now, probably uh, just other reasons that I can't really put, uh, bring to the top of my head, um, but yeah, may, may, may not be only Facebook anymore, who knows, anyway, regardless of that, it's Facebook at the moment, <laughs> Discord link, everything, everything, everything's in the full show notes, support the people that help this show become what it is, which 90% that is me, so support me, 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 me. I might make that a thing. Just shout to the Matrix. And uh, with that said, let's <laughs> be drop. And let's get to the show. God, I hate wearing terrible earphones. Um, in a week where it, it's just off-putting. I'm hearing myself speak, and it's like it's off. It just sounds off. Uh, in a week where U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies, age 87, honestly, right? I was I was I was, I was looking that up, and um, I, you know, I got the news on Twitter. Obviously, where else would I get it? Uh, and I obviously got it from like notifications and that. But um, and, but I saw it, and uh, I think literally a week, not a week, uh, like an hour, like an hour or two later, like the U- U.S. government were like talking about like switching up the seat already and I'm like oh, she ain't even laid to rest yet oh, fucking hell man at least let the girl rest you know what I mean it's just they, they, they just don't care man it's like I talked about last week no guilt no shame you know what I mean it's just, it's just lack of it they don't care they're just gonna just gonna fucking do it they don't give a shit uh, Microsoft buys Zenimax Media which is the parent company of Bethesda uh, for 7.5 billion dollars um so this is kind of interesting, obviously, because it's obviously it's, uh, the new generation of console wars is coming in November. PS, uh, PS5, Xbox Series X, and obviously the digital versions of the two. And um, 
yeah, this is a kind of a good flex in my mind by Microsoft. Like, you know, you get Bethesda. What's that? How many, how many games is that? It's like Elder Scrolls. Like, it's like Doom. Uh, other shit. You know what I mean? That's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of stuff that you can possibly um, get exclusive on. Um, but I'm, I'm still one that. And the reason why I hopped off gaming. One of the reasons I hopped off gaming back in the day was like. Um, I don't really like the concept of exclusives. It just makes me. It, it's weird. Like imagine if um, like, imagine if you can't listen, you couldn't listen to one artist because they were dedicated to one uh, streaming service. <coughs> Jay Z, <coughs> Beyonce. You know what I mean? Like that. That was silly. That was silly. It was silly, and it's just it's yeah, it's just stupid. Um, but obviously it works in games. But I don't. I don't really. I don't really subscribe to that kind of um, that kind of mindset. It's a bit weird for me, but anyway, um, the Emmys happened. That's how I word it. The Emmys happened. Um, it came and came and went. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm slowly just getting off that awards narcotic. To be honest, like um, obviously, uh, if you listened, uh, you know, last year or whatever, you know, I was, I was fully into the award season stuff like that. But um, it's 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 waning a little bit. I'm sticking to the music side. In terms of awards, you know, like the Mercury's. I think the Mercury's are, I think tonight or t- sometime this sometime this week. Um, you know, stuff like that. The Brits maybe. Um, you know, the Rated Awards came through recently. That was quite cool. Saw a good, great performances by like Dizzy Rascal and Kano. Um, but yeah, f- film and television wise, man, I'm just I'm I'm low key hopping off it. Like BAFTA as well. Didn't even didn't even peep any of that. Uh, when it happened, I don't think I even covered it in the in a week where so Emmys uh, got the got the big ups on that one. There you go. So, um, and big ups like people like Regina King, uh, Yair Abdul Mateen the second uh, for their wins. Uh, just Watchmen as a show. That show is absolutely amazing. One of the best shows this past year. Um, and yeah, so Emmys happened. All right, Rolling Stone refreshes their top 500 album list. Uh, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On is number one, and Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Uh, is number ten on the list is the highest ranked hip hop album, and um, I'm I'm fine with all of that. What's what's going on is well, both of the albums are in my top five um, albums of all time, uh, regardless of genre. Um, obviously, Miseducation is in my top five hip hop albums ever. Um, I think uh, Miseducation. If I want to go a step further, I think Miseducation Lauren Hill is the best um, album ever created by a woman. Um, I, I, I firmly believe that, honestly, I think, um, it's just, it's just an outstanding album from, um, in, in every single way, just from the background to how it sounds to all the, all the genres covered in, with, with grace and with like, um, just the attention to detail is just great. I love that album so much. And what's going on is just an absolute classic. It's, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's a, it's really a snapshot of the time. But it's it's timeless. It really is. What's going on is timeless. You listen to that. You 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 hear him just going. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. What's going on? You know what I mean? It's just it's just timeless, man. If you if you don't listen to Marvin Gaye's What's Going On and you don't enjoy that, you, I, I I severely question your um, your mental state, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, obviously didn't look at the whole five hundred. I don't I don't know who does to be honest. I don't, I, I get why they do this. I don't really think it's there's any point in doing a 500 because nobody's going to count for that uh, if you did it at 100 i think i would go through it you know what i mean with the, with a, at least some sort of comb but 500 no nah, i'm just gonna give me the top 10 like just just see what it is you know what i mean 
Um, I don't know why Tabibba Butterfly was nowhere near the top 10. I don't know where it is. I didn't have a look. But, um, yeah, I don't know why that wasn't in there. I think that should be in there. But, um, uh, Beach Boys was number two. Um, was it Pet Sound, something like that? Interesting. <laughs> Interesting pick. But, um, yeah. Marvin Gaye, shower. what's going on? Classic, definitely number one. Not complaining about that. And Miseducation, um, Miss best hip-hop album? Yeah, I could, I could certainly say that for myself. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, it's in my top five. No particular order. Um, you can give me, you can give me Commons B, you can give me Illmatic, you can give me To Be Butterfly, any of those. If you call those the best hip hop album of all time, I would, I would certainly agree with you. Um, and other ones as well. Obviously, there's, there's others that you can shower. And uh, Time drop their Time 100 list. Obviously, they drop every year with their influential people, and they split up into like uh, artists, titans, icons, and leaders. Um, people have like uh, Dwayne Wade, Get Reunions in there, Naomi Osaka. Um, people like Trump, Bolsonaro uh, are in there for, you know, I mean, it's not supposed to be a positive list, you know what I mean? This is, is obviously um, in terms of influence, and obviously they have influence, uh, re- uh, regardless if it's positive or negative. And uh, yeah, it's a solid solid list. There's some good stuff on there. Michaela Cole's one of the 100, shout out to her. Um, I gave a couple of them a read as well, real, real good stuff. I think the problem with like the Time 100 list sometimes is like uh, the people that r- even, the people that write the, uh, what's the, 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 you know, just like the little pro mini profiles, some of the the the, the detail really varies. Like, um, if you if you peep, like, um, I don't know, uh, uh, what was the long what was the long one I read? Um, it's skipping my mind. But if you read like a long one, right, and then you get to like uh, Denzel doing a uh, Michael B. Jordan, bro did one paragraph for him. <laughs> bro did one solid paragraph for Michael B. Jordan. I was like, right. Okay, I mean it's good. He, he wrote good stuff, and you know, I'll, I'll be, I'd love it if Denzel Washington dropped me a paragraph and how great I am. But it was just funny. It was just funny how the detail in uh, comparing people, like Alison Felix's one, uh, was you know of reasonable detail, and uh, there was just Michael B. Jordan's with uh, <laughs> Denzel just giving him a paragraph. I just found it funny. But anyway, talking for long enough. Uh, let's get into uh, let's let's just get into this one. I, I want to I don't want to spend too much time on this one because um, I'm just trying to keep uh, keep to myself on uh, uh, keep to myself on keeping up uh, forcing myself to keep up with. There you go. That's, that's the phrase I'm trying to find um, on the Grenfell Tower um, uh, situation. Um, for lack of a better phrase, I don't know what, what, what I don't know why I said situation. That's probably a better word for that. Um, but yeah, I just found this uh, little piece, uh, well it's not a little piece, it's quite lengthy, but um, yeah, it's just an update on it, and I just wanted to give an update on it just for myself, for you guys, and the fact that, um, I don't know if you guys saw, actually, last I think it was like last week or 10 days ago, that there was a report going, um, uh, the Grenfell Tower files were like lost forever, and I was like, you're fucking joking me, like if that's real... Like you, you didn't back it up nowhere. I highly doubt that. I, I don't know why. I don't know why that came out. I don't know why that's a thing. If it's true, then that's just that just says it all, doesn't it? But um, I I kind of have my doubts on that front. But anyway, uh, this one's called uh, Grenfell Installation was sold at almost fifty percent discount. Inquiry here's by Robert Booth, um, social affairs correspondent for the Guardian. Um, so let's just get into it right quick. Uh, I'm not going to get into too much detail. Just want to get into the um, the facts and figures of it, I guess. Um, just the highlights, I guess. Uh, Grenfell Tower may have been used as a quote-unquote guinea pig 
for a newly branded insulation material that burned and released toxic gas, contributing to the deaths of 72 people. The inquiry into the disaster is heard. Foam boards used to insulate the West London Council block were sold at almost 50% discount by the manufacturer Celotex um, to contractors who asked for help making the refurbishment a quote-unquote case study for the firm, the public inquiry was told. The synthetic foam Celotex RS5000 uh, was not in the original architect's specification for the tower and the project manager for Harley, the cladding contractor, admitted on Monday that he did not check it complied with building regulations to prevent fire spreading through external walls of tall buildings. So, and this is this is without going in. That's that's the first three paragraphs, right? With so, right off the bat, right off the bat, you have two at least a minimum two people to put in jail for the rest of their fucking lives, right? You have. The, uh, the the project manager, the tower project manager for Harley, the cladding contractor, right? And you also have whoever is the head of Celotex, whoever is the head of Celotex, put them both in jail immediately, straight up. That's it, minimum. And that's a minimum, ladies and gentlemen. That's a minimum. That's not a maximum. There still needs to be plenty more people needs to be shined out here and put a spotlight on right immediately, right? Those two are just off the bat. Just off the bat, put them in jail immediately. Um, continuing on. Salesman for Celotex has pushed the idea of using Grenfell Tower as a case study for using... Uh, I'm not even going to say that. Um, uh, uh, polyisocyanurate foam um, on tall buildings. Ben Bailey, the project manager on Grenfell for Harley. Him, Ben Bailey, jail. Jail immediately. Jail immediately said the only assessment of his performance that he saw was of its thermal insulation, not its fire performance. Bailey was put in charge of the cladding contract, age 25, despite having no experience overseeing a project as project manager from start to finish. He is the son of the owner of Harley, Ray Bailey, and told the inquiry on Monday that he had received no training or qualifications in fire safety, in construction of buildings, in building regulations, or industry codes of practice for design and insulation of cladding and windows. So that paragraph just made me tired, and it's only half three, uh, it's, and it's only four p.m. right now. I want to go bed. I want to sleep. I, I'm I'm tired. I'm tired just reading that one paragraph. You're telling me that nepotism killed 72 people. Is this what we're doing right now? This is the problem. This is the problem with nepotism, ladies and gentlemen. Like, just as a, as a concept. Like, you, you gave your son a whole fucking tower with people in it. With lives in it. Livelihoods, legacies in it. And you gave him, you gave him a whole tower with no experience, no experience overseeing a project, no experience being a project manager, with no education, no training, no qualifications in fire safety, construction of buildings, building regulations, industry codes of practice, design installation, cladding of windows. None of that. None of that. He had no knowledge, and you just gave him the tower. You just let him be project manager. Are you fucking mad? Are you fucking mad? People died because of your nepotism. Ray Bailey. Say his name. Ray Bailey. 
you need to go to jail immediately for this absolutely blind, clear-cut nepotism. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. They said the text installation was fitted behind aluminum. <laughs> they said aluminum, uh, aluminium compos- uh, composite. Composite? Is it composite? Composite? Composite panels. Also combustible. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, with a poly, uh, with a polyethylene. Um, yeah, I think I said it right. Polyethylene core, together with failures in this installation, and the materials fueled the deadliest fire in the UK since the Second World War. It has been since been withdrawn from sale. No shit. Bailey, now 30, said Harley had been offered a 47.5% discount on the foam, which the council to the inquiry, Richard Millett QC, uh, described as hefty. Bailey said it was not unusual on large orders. Asked if the reason for using the material was its price, Bailey replied, I don't believe that's the case. Of course you wouldn't say that. Of course you wouldn't say that. Of course you wouldn't say, oh, that was the main reason why we bought it. Of course, it was. <laughs> of course, bargain, mate, bargain. Of course, that's why we went for it. Didn't want to check anything else. Fuck it, bargain, bargain. Yeah, well, we're just like looking for the lowest price because that's what you do in life. You look for the lowest price of everything and that's what you go for. You know what I mean? That's just what you do. It's just what you do. Go for it, yeah? I, I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded by this. I'm, I'm, just, I'm absolutely dumbfounded by this, this whole thing. Um, uh, more uh, more questions he was given here. Just, um, just want to get into this bit. Uh, quote, I don't remember that it, that meeting or being discussed parsley. Actually, let me read the top bit. An inquiry saw a document that showed that in April 2015, Sellotex had discussed with Bailey uh, the opportunity to use Grenfell Tower, use the Grenfell project as a case study for the new material aimed at the high-rise market R5, sorry, yeah, RS5000. Quote, I don't remember that meeting. Of course you don't. Or be, or that being discussed uh, particularly, uh, said Bailey, but he said it was on later occasions. Did you get the impression that Grenfell Tower was, as it were, a guinea pig for the installation of the R- of RS5000? Asked Millet. That's not a thought that crossed my mind, he said. But he added, there was correspondence later in the year about a case study. Okay, I'm done with this. Um, there is the rest of the article, um, but it's basically just Bailey chatting shit, going like I wasn't aware of this, just saving his own skin. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what more you need for this. What, what more do you need? What, what seriously? What more do you need from this particular part of the inquiry to not put this dude in, to put Ray Bailey in jail, to put his nepotism dumbass kid in jail, and to whoever heads up Celotex and whoever helped make this deal happen as part of Celotex? How do you not put any and all of them in jail right now? Immediately, literally as I speak. Why do you not put? Why are they not in jail right now? Honestly, this is absolutely fucking clear cut. This is two plus two equals four. This is this is so clear cut and so obvious to put these fuckers in jail right now. I don't give a fuck if he doesn't remember. It happened. You copped the cladding. You copped it. You copped the material. You knew what it was. You knew what it was made out of. You had to, if it, if it, you were talking about it over a few over a few weeks or months or years, right? However long, you need you, you had to have known the details. You've had to have known the material. You, I, I hardly highly doubt that a person with that much clout to head up a whole tower uh, block project to not know the details of the fucking cladding 
put into the building. I highly doubt he knew nothing about it. You can't be that ignorant. You cannot be that ignorant. They both, the whole fucking son and uh, father and son duo of dumbasses need to go jail. The Bailey dumbasses and son needs to go jail immediately. And whoever's in fucking set of text, whoever sold them that bullshit, whoever made that bullshit should be fucking jail right now. What a great start to the show. Let's continue. So we hop into our second life, uh, or four, full life episode, of course. And uh, this is talking about um, QAnon. Now, this is a phenomenon, um, I guess I'll call that for the moment, that I'm not really that educated on. Um, I, I know it's US-based, and it started in the US, and it revolves around, obviously, Trump and shit, and, you know, just conspiracy, it's just just a ho- overall conspiracy, um, you know, shit, shitstorm, let's call it that, a conspiracy shitstorm, that's what QAnon is, right? Um, but I saw a report to, uh, recently, um, this is by Jamie Doward of the Observer, Observer Special Report, um, and uh, now QAnon is apparently in the UK. Um, so I thought let's let's just let's just try and learn what is QAnon. Um, there is actually a uh, a little um, uh, uh, what's it what's it called like a, a kind of like a primer um, asking what is QAnon. Um, it's a little bit written by Julia Carey Wong. Just want to let's just get into this right quick so we can so we can prime ourselves for what QAnon is as a concept because um, I I honestly don't know. I've heard of it. You know, I've heard mentions of it. I know it revolves around conspiracy theories like five G and. Um, anti-vaxxing and stuff like that, but um, what is it specifically? So uh, let's just get into it right quick. Um, QAnon is a wide-ranging and baseless internet conspiracy theory that has been on the fringes of right-wing internet communities for years, Uh, but its visibility has exploded in recent months uh, amid social unrest and uncertainty of the coronavirus pandemic. QAnon has its roots, uh, roots in previously established conspiracy theories, some relatively new and some a millennium old. QAnon evolved out of Pizzagate and included many includes many of the same basic characters and plot lines without easily disprovable specifics. But QAnon also has its roots in much older anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. The idea of the all-powerful, world-ruling cabal, um, yeah, I think it's cabal, uh, comes straight out of the protocols of the Elders of Zion, a fake document uh, used throughout the 20th century to justify anti-Semitism. Uh, another QAnon canon. Um, is a modern remix of the age-old anti-Semitic blood libel. Uh, Q, posing as a government insider with top security clearance, has made more than 4,000 posts so far, cryptic and elliptical. Uh, They often consist of a long string of leading questions designed to guide readers towards discovering the quote-unquote truth for themselves through quote-unquote research. It's a kind of participatory internet scavenger hunt with perceived high stakes and a ready-made community of fellow adherents. Okay, so um, there is more to that, um, but I think we, I, th- I, th- I think we get the gist. I, I, th- I think we get the gist of it. Um, so let's just get into the report itself, and uh, I'm going to skip some of it um, just for the sake of time. Um, it's a very lengthy report, but I just wanted to get into how um, how it's gone to the UK. Um, so. Um, uh, let's just start here. Uh, but unlike many contributors to the QAnon Casualties Forum on Reddit, uh, the man concerned about his about his mother and grandmother from Britain was from Britain, and he was in despair about how 
uh, at how the movement's ideas were taking hold here. Quote, my mum and grandma have shown me some, quite frankly, terrifying hard-right Facebook posts calling Black Lives Matter Marxist paedophiles. Typical QAnon stuff, however, not even advertised as Q, he explained. What was once dismissed as an underground US conspiracy theory is becoming something more disturbing, more mainstream, more international, more mystical, and the effects of this are now being felt in Britain. This weekend rally, uh, this weekend rallies were held uh, in several cities around the country, attended by disparate, discrete groups protecting against lockdowns, vaccinations, 5G, mobile phone technology, and child abuse. For a few of those who turned up at the events uh, would describe themselves as QAnon supporters. Indeed, many have legitimate concerns about the government's response to the pandemic, but they were, uh, but where, but where they overlap with QAnon is in a shared deep distrust of government and and enmity, en- enmity, enmity. I don't know why I'm saying that really. And en- en- enmity, and enmity. <laughs> It's because it has an in front of it, an enmity, an enmity, <laughs> uh, that encourages the cross-pollination of anti-authoritarian ideas in a Britain becoming more fragmented, more angry. Quote, belief in one conspiracy theory can open the door to many more, and the line between anti-lockdown and anti-5G narratives and QAnon is, to some extent, blurry. For example, for with some alleging that an evil child trafficking cabal is behind the current crisis, unquote, said David Lawrence, a researcher with the anti-fascist organisation Hope Not Hate, which has been monitoring the rise of QAnon in the UK. In London on Saturday, Resist and Act for Freedom, which described itself as a medic-focused anti-vaccination rally, <laughs> and medic-focused, uh, was addressed by Kate Shemirani, uh, a nurse suspended from practising by the Nursing and Midwifery Council for being accused of promoting baseless theories about COVID-19, vaccines, and 5G. Shemarani has espoused some of the QAnon theories uh, and has described the COVID-19 crisis as a, quote, plandemic scamdemic, unquote. Uh, She has described the NHS as the new Auschwitz. Oh, my God. Whoa, okay. Um, And (laughs) online media postings make references to Hitler and the Nazis, an investigation by the Jewish Chronicle has found. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things, like, when you when you start getting into Hitler and Nazi territory, y- y- you know that person's gone a bit off the deep end. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, oof, the new Auschwitz? Oof, okay. Um, interesting. Oh, la da a white woman. Who fucking knew? La-dee-da. Um, handful, I just saw a picture of her. Uh, a handful of QAnon-inspired banners such as We Are Q were being held aloft. Others held flags bearing slogans, for example, Save Our Children and Where We Go, One We Go All. Where We Go One, We Go All. Huh. Um, that are affiliated, affiliated to QAnon. Shemarani told the crowd, Our government has declared war on the people of the UK. Okay, okay, we do. This is this is what we do. Okay, fine. Uh, the police, including some on horseback, made several unsuccessful attempts to break up the rally. Pushed back by scores of protesters, as they did, the crowd to <laughs> chanted to them, "Choose your side." Uh, one woman in her twenties, who was wearing a hoodie with a QAnon logo, told the observer that she had come to the rally because she had read about the child abuse taking place across the U- U.S. and U.K. A chief QAnon trope. Another protester, Emma, 25, said she had a young daughter. She was holding a placard suggesting hundreds of thousands of children have been abducted around the world. 
Quote, I've done years of research, unquote. She's... <laughs> I've done years of research. <laughs> Cuban on a right. <laughs> There's a global elite out there going for our children. Trump is taking down the elite and draining the swamp. Uh, my brain's hurting. Okay, let's just let's keep going. Uh, just just for a little bit longer. I'm I'm we, we, I know there's gonna be just a good bit. It's just gonna make my head explode. So um, let's just keep let's just keep going until my head explodes. She was dismissive of the government's response to COVID. Uh, quote: The government is trying to take away our constitutional rights. You don't you don't need vaccination. You need to live well, eat well. Unquote. I mean, I mean it, it's funny. This is so funny because like. You know, live well, eat well is, you know, not wrong. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm not into conspiracies, but, you know, there are, there are, you know, like there was that, uh, what was it, uh, Taken, you know, that had that um, had the, um, you know, the whole thing was about, you know, his uh, Liam Neeson's daughter getting abducted, you know. I can see that thing being existing, you know what I mean? I, I, can, I can believe that kind of thing is existing, but, you know, you can't lock that shit down. It's this, you know, it's a conspiracy. That's, that's that's all you can. That's all you can give it. That's all the merit you can give it. Um, unless you take pictures of those kind of uh, rooms where there's like like a woman in a, just standing in the middle on a spinning um, pedestal, and you know people are going like, "Bing, twenty five thousand." You know what I mean? Y- y- I don't know those things exist. You know what I mean? Like obviously, film like taken of depicted that kind of stuff, but you don't, I don't know, you know what I mean, so, but live well, eat well just makes me laugh, because it's just like, well, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, vaccinations work as well, so, you know, I'll, I'll take both, thank you, uh, anyway, oh, here we go, she also believed that Black Lives Matter was funded by George Soros, yes, the Jewish financier who's fun, who funds a number of major civil society initiatives, he's a Zionist, uh, she said without further explanation, Gregory Stannon, founding president, president of Genocide Watch, said, <laughs> Said QAnon conspiracy uh, theory is copied from the protocols that the elders of Zion, the conspiracy theory promoted by Hitler and the Nazi party in Germany. Uh, its potential for the promotion of genocidal hatred is a deadly historical fact. The protocols theory that Jews plan to take over the world and are well on their way to doing so has been an ideology and motivator for po- pogroms um, since the Middle Ages under the Nazis for the Holocaust and under the Nazis for the Holocaust. It is a conspiracy theory that has literally cost millions of lives. Uh, QAnon has revived the protocols, complete with the blood libel, the sec- that the secret cabal kidnaps ki- children, drains their blood, and cannibalizes them to gain mystical power. Oh my gosh! Wow! There's evidence that far-right groups in Europe are turning their attention to the QAnon movement. A freedom rally, quote-unquote, held last month, in Trafalgar Square, where QAnon supporters were clearly present, was also attended by a group of fly- flying a group flying a flag of the now defunct British Union of Fascists. <laughs> Fucking losers, mate! Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I mean, it's scary as shit, but it's fucking amazing. Oh gosh, All right. Let, let me just uh, go down a little bit. I want to get some juicy stuff. I want to find some juicy stuff. Um. Oh, here we go. I think this is more quotes from Stanton. Um, let's just let's get into this. Uh, it offers wish fulfillment. The idea that some moment Donald Trump is going to liberate people from debt and slavery. Uh, someone might hate. Someone might hate banks. Well, Donald Trump is going to liberate them from banks. Someone might despise immigrants. Well, Donald Trump is fighting a conspiracy against him, inspired by George Soros. The content is not as important as the communities in which it embeds itself. 
Standard said QAnon was an opportunistic ideology. QAnon even briefly stole the Twitter hashtag for Save the Children, the genuine charity that protects children, Standard said. QAnon attracts some women who think it is about saving kidnapped children by relaying secret messages from inside the deep state. Uh, QAnon lurks in the shadows, where its, uh, its leaders cannot be exposed for promoting racist, anti-Jewish, terror, anti-Jewish Nazi terrorism. Extremist ideologies are often dismissed as until they take power, as the Nazis did, as communism did, as ISIS did. We ignore them at our, at our peril. Many of those who drawn to uh, QAnon uh, from within UK are followers of the new religious movements that emerged out of the 60s and 70s, or the New Age traveller communities of the 90s. Others have a fashion over the UFOs. Oh, this is great. This is great. Um, okay, I'm going to stop there, because I could go, I could read this all day. Um, please give this a read. It's it's just amazing. Um, it's just, it, it's it's so fascinating. Um, uh, you know, you, you can be low-key scared about this, and, um, you know, I can I can see that. Uh, but until until the government start talking like this, then I'll be generally worried. Like if if they start if they start doing what you know American politicians are doing, you know drain the swamp and all that shit. Like if they get into that kind of stuff here, then I'm 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 out. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Then then I'll be actually generally scared. But these are just some fucking nut jobs. Let them go in Trafalgar Square, fam. Let let them do it. It's just fucking. You can you can only just laugh at this point of how fucking stupid all this shit is. It's actually fucking mad. Like I can't believe it. And again, and I've said this before. If you don't learn about history, you're doomed to repeat it. And la di da, people my age are into this kind of garbage. Need I say more? up on to our third segment and uh this one's kind of a uh, kind of a kind of a uh, what, what do you know what do, I, what do i want to call it inspired by a news piece that i saw recently so um the price of plastic bags in the uk is uh, rising to from 5p to 10p and i read this article way before the news uh, the, that particular news item came um this dropped in uh, mid-August, um, this is by Damien Carrington of uh, the Guardian, uh, Environmenta, and um, I, I was just, I was, I read this, and I was like, raw, we need to shut shit down, like, immediately, right, and I, and I also um, listened to a podcast episode, I think it was the Ezra Klein show, um, and basically, was it Weed, one, one, the one of them, um, and they were talking about just the environment, and uh, how, you know, starting from like immediately like shit should be we need to just fucking lock it all down right now you know what i mean because you know how like the government uh, gov- certain governments go like you know or companies go we're going to be carbon neutral by 2030 or you know this and this by 2050 like we don't have time for that like it needs to happen asap you don't make targets targets ain't it anymore just you just need action immediately right and i was uh, and i was thinking about the plastic bag situation and i was just like just 
stitch plastic bags. Just go back to paper bags like we used to back in the day, or well, I don't even know if it was actually back in the day, or just um, films have just in in uh, films have just indoctr- indoctrinated. Uh, I think that's the word. Um, you know, just injected into my brain that back in the day people used paper bags for everything. Um, especially in like uh, if you watch Shawshank Redemption, he's just like they're just packing in plas- uh, paper bags. Like go back to that for fuck's sake. Something different. Stop using plastic fucking bags, right? Anyway, um, I, I was just looking at that, and then I saw this. So uh, this is called Microplastic Particles Now Discoverable in Human Organs. Human Organs, okay? And you're telling me you want to raise plastic bag prices by 10p? Fucking outlaw them. Outlaw them. Stop Stop with this incremental bullshit. So let me just get into this right quick, right? And just make, make my point. Just strengthen my point a bit. Alright, microplastic and nanoplastic particles are now discoverable, discoverable in human organs thanks to a new technique. Microplastics have polluted the entire planet from Arctic snow and alpine soils to the deepest oceans. People are also known to consume them via food and water and to breathe them in. But the potential impact on human health is not yet known. The researchers expect to find particles in human organs and have identified chemical traces of plastic in tissue. But isolating and characterizing uh, such minuscule fragments is difficult. And contamination from plastics in the air is also a challenge. To test their technique, they added uh, particles to 47 uh, samples of lung, liver, spleen and kidney tissue obtained from a tissue bank established to study neurodegenerative diseases. Uh, The results showed that the microplastics could be detected in every sample. The scientists whose work is being presented at a meeting of the American Chemical Society on Monday said their technique would enable other researchers to determine uh, contamination levels in human organs around the world. Quote, it would be naive to believe there is plastic everywhere, but just not in us, said Rolf Holden uh, at Arizona State University. We are now providing a research platform that will allow us and others to look for what is invisible. Uh, these particles too small for the naked eye to see. The risk to health really resides in the small particles, unquote. The analytical method developed allows the researchers to identify dozens of types of plastic, including the PET, I'm not even going to say the geeky name for it, um, uh, used in plastic drink bowls, and the polyethylene, Yep, same one in uh, the Grenfell. Uh, funny how they all link in it. Uh, they both have polyethylene, apparently, uh, used in plastic bags. They found by bisphenol, a BPA. Um, yeah, yeah, BPA, a chemical used uh, to make plastics in all 47 samples. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency is concerned about BPA because, quote, it is a re- uh, reproductive, developmental, and systemic toxicant in animal studies, unquote. The researchers examined lung, liver, and spleen, and kidney tissue as the organs, as these organs are likely to be exposed to microplastics or collect them. Quote, we never want to be alarmist. Course, don't want to be alarmist, yeah. Yeah, don't want to be alarmist, of course not. Uh, but it's concerning that these non-biodegradable materials that are present, present everywhere may enter and accumulate in human tissues, and we don't know the possible health effects, said Valen Kelkar, of Arizona State University, part of the research team. Quote, Once we get a better idea of what's in the tissues, we can conduct epidemiological, I think I got that right, uh, studies to assess, assess human health outcomes. Uh, the way That way, we can start to understand the potential health risks, if any. Charles Rolski, another member of the team, said, In a few short decades, we've gone from seeing plastic as the world's wonderful benefit 
to consider it a threat. Microplastics are those less than 5 millimeters in diameter, and nanoplastics have a diameter of less than 0.001 millimeters. Both form largely from the abrasion of larger pieces of plastic dumped into the environment. Research in wildlife and laboratory animals have linked exposure to tiny plastics, uh, to infertility, inflammation, and cancer. The uh, researchers are now testing tissues to find microplastics that accumulated during donors' lifetimes. Donors to tissue banks often provide information on their lifestyles, diets, and occupations, so this may help future work uh, to determine the the main ways in which people are exposed to microplastics. The new methodology developed by the team to extract plastic from uh, from the tissues to analyze them will be used uh, will be shared online so other researchers can report their re- results in a standardized way. Quote, this shared resource will help build a plastic exposure database so that we can compare exposures in organs and groups of people over time and geographic space, said Holden. Previous studies have shown people eat and breathe at least 50,000 particles of microplastic a year, and that microplastic pollution is raining down r- raining down on city dwellers, with London having the highest level of four cities analysed last year. The particles can harbour toxic chemicals and harmful microbes, and are known to harm some marine creatures. Other work has shown different kinds of nanoparticles from air pollution and are, uh, are from air pollution are present in human hearts and brains, and have linked to brain cancer. Oh goody! Does that sound great to you guys? No, I don't think it does. Uh, <laughs> answering your question in your head, um, it's just oh, it's just one of those things. Oh, literally makes me tired. Sorry for yawning. Um, literally, it's just like, like what, what, what more do you guys need? Like, well, not even you guys, honestly, because like I feel, and this is kind of the problem, right? Like, it's informing. Like, the news is here to inform us, right? Right, just regular people that you know just try and keep up with current affairs and are not inside the bubble of current affairs. You know, whether it be politics or science, whatever. Right, we're not inside the. We're not inside, you know, microplastic research. Right, we're not inside that. We're not inside politics, which you know should be the people that should be reading the shit and acting accordingly. But for some reason, it's just lost on them. And you know, we read this, we get scared about it. And we can't do anything about it, you know. What 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 logical thing can we do about it? You know what I mean? I mean, you can stop buying plastic bottles of you know whatever drink. You know what I mean? I guess that's a start. You know what I mean? But that ain't gonna stop you from going get some fish and chips down the local chippy and not you're you're not knowing where that cod's come from. Obviously, you know they say you can ask them and they say where it come from, but you know they can lie to you. Who cares, right? And they, regardless of where they get it from, actually, regardless, I don't think it matters. There might be just man- microplastics in there. You don't know. You don't taste it. You don't taste plastic. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter in some ways. Like it, it comes down in rain for fuck's sake. It's in rain. How the fuck is it in rain? Like, ah. It rains and you're getting hit with microplastics, maybe. Like, it's just, that's just, you can't avoid that. It's literally impossible to avoid. 
<laughs> unless you're unless you're inside, like unless you're you know shielded from the rain. But ah, uh, raw man, you know what I mean? That's just ugh, I can't I can't I I, I simply unable to can right now. <laughs> just thinking about it. it's silly. It's actually silly how futile even talking about this kind of is to me. Um, but I, I feel like I just, you know, need to shout out at least, you know what I mean? It's something to note, it's something to note, and it's something to talk about, um, and I feel like it's worthy talking about, and I feel like it should be, and I, I feel like I shouldn't be the person to be the one to talk about this. This should be something that, you know, the environmental minister, whoever, whoever the environmental minister of the government is, I mean, Google right quick to see who the environment, I mean, I, I've never even heard of the, um, uh, environmental secretary of um of the of the uk right now i i haven't heard a peep from that motherfucker um who is it uh but george eustace george eustace appointed uh, secretary of state for environment food and rural affairs so mr eustace um you know you're not gonna listen to this obviously but um you know i, I might tag you i'm gonna I'm heat when i when i drop this episode i'm gonna tag you on twitter i'm gonna tag you on twitter and maybe email it to you as well, just so just so you know that there's microplastics in literally everything. And while we're not able to stop it, there is one thing we can do, and that's stop doing this incremental bullshit. Eliminate plastic bags. Maybe potentially, and obviously this uh, this, this pertains more to companies like you know like Coca Cola and stuff like that, and whoever makes uh, plastic uh, bottles of anything. Shut that shit down as well. Go f- go to glass. Go to something else. Something different. Can't keep using plastics anymore. Like, you shouldn't even just started using plastics. But obviously it was convenience back in the day. And it still is a convenience. It is a convenience. And that's the point. We're just, we're just gluttoned by convenience. It's all convenience. But, shit, man. Oh, uh, we might have... We, we, we just all have microplastics in our... In our fucking, I don't know, livers or, you know, muscle tissue right now, we don't know it, it might cause cancer, as I just said, you know what I mean, and I don't want to be, you know, that guy's like, ah, cause cancer, ah, yeah, throw your tables, ah, the world is ending, the end is nigh, you know what I mean, but shit, man, it's something to be fearful of, you know what I mean, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll leave it there, but, uh, yeah, Mr. Eustace, Eliminate plastic bags, fam. That'll be the best thing you could have ever done in your career, in your political career. Elim- be the guy that eliminated plastic bags. Do it. Just do it. So it's time for the last topic of the, or last segment of the episode. And uh, this is actually a video essay. Um, that I've, uh, I've, so I've put it in the link in the full show notes, obviously. Um, so go give it a watch. It's uh, about 50 minutes, 55 minutes, 55 minutes, and uh, it's by Tom Nichols, and uh, it's all about uh, media bias. Now, I wanted to get. A, I, I was watching this the other day, and uh, you know, I, I just came across it, just you know, just randomly, and I found it fascinating. Um, just it, basically, he talks about media bias as a concept. Um, references people like Chomsky and uh, Stuart Hall, and um, 
as video essays go, um, it's very, very well done. It's literally a video essay. Like, um, whenever he has quotes, he actually puts the, um, you know, uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, uh, the formatting for, uh, you know, bibliographies, like in actual essays, and it has it at the bottom. So, you know, as video essays go, it's actually very, very well done, very um, in-depth. Um, obviously, you know, I think the term video essay has kind of been uh, diluted, um, you know, because there's a lot of uh, music video essays I watch, and they're like 10, 15 minutes, and they're not exactly essays, quote-unquote, um, but we just call them video essays, and, you know, there's like stuff like Nerd Writer, and uh, uh, what, who's the, who was the film one that killed his channel like a few years ago, I forget his name, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of those kind of things, right, and they're not exactly essays, but I feel like this one's a genuine essay, because he breaks it down, he, he basically takes a clip from Newsnight talking about the migrant crisis, um, that, you know, I talked about a couple of weeks ago on the show, and, um, he's basically talking about, uh, referencing it towards bias, and how we see things, and in this case, how the BBC, um, actually, you know, in some way, angle it, um, towards a certain way, uh, you know, and obviously BBC is supposed to be, you know, the impartial, um, the impartial news organisation, but, you know, considering the fact that, you know, they're technically via TV licensing, in some way, quote-unquote, controlled by the government, you know, heavy quotations on there, but quote-unquote, controlled by the government, right, um, they, they, they have to, they kind of have to, in some way, go in the direction they're going, in some way, you know what I mean, it's, it's weird, but, um, Tom Nichols actually goes into some decent stuff about, um, just the overall concept of media bias, how we see and interpret news, and how the news is given to us, how is it fed to us, so the video he talks about um, is about the migrant crisis, and it's just like one off news night, it's a few minutes long, and he breaks it down to like six sections, and it's um, really in-depth, right, and I honestly, I don't want to explain it all to you, um, because it's a very good video, and I hope you guys will watch it, it's really, really good, um, so, but the the thing I wanted to talk about, and um, I kind of wanted it to link it, I kind of wanted to link it to my show specifically, and get very macro with it. Just, 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 just zoom out of what my show is and what what um, what I've made it um, out to be in the past um, year and a bit. Um, so I don't know if you guys noticed, um, but uh, the 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 three segments, well, three of the four segments I've you know um, uh, that I've talked about have all been, uh, f- all have the foundation of a, um, of a Guardian or Observer, um, article. Now, obviously, they're basically the same company, so I'll just stick to Guardian for the sake of argument, but, um, you know, I use the Guardian for most of my, for most of my segments, um, and, you know, that's not really a purposeful, I wouldn't say it's a purposeful, um, thing that I do, um, I'm not like, you know, the Guardian's a beacon of journalism, you know what I mean, I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not that kind of person. You know what I mean, I'm not. It's not uh, newspapers on a sports team. You know, what I mean, I'm not like uh, 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 Guardian till I die. Guardian till I die. You know, what I mean, it's not. Yeah, yeah, you know, what I mean, it's not when, when the Guardian comes marching in. It's not about that. It's not, it's not like that. I, I just, I just see it as, um, you know, it's obviously the most um, left leaning. Uh, Pop, I'll say popular newspaper just for the sake of argument right now, um, compared to the others, you know, the independent is, um, naturally very centrist, but, you know, they, 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 they dip and, they dip and dab into both, uh, sides, but mainly centrist, and then the rest of them 
Daily Express, Sun, Daily Mail, Telegraph. They're mainly right-wing leaning, right? And uh, uh, the the Guardian, and there is another one. I I, f- I feel like it's right there in my, in my face, but um, I can't I can't really um, I can't really think about it right now. I don't, I've got slip my mind. Apologies, but um, yeah, the Guardian, and you know there was there was another one that was kind of you know just left-leaning, right? And that's only two, and the rest of them are you know centrist, like the independent, and the rest of them are kind of right-wing leaning. It's it's just interesting, right? In t- in terms of how that's um how that goes, um, but I was I was, try- I was kind of trying to think about this in you know obviously the prism of media bias in which Tom Nichols talks about very eloquently, and uh, I kind of wanted to think about my show, and it, it made me think about my show as. Um, kind of a vessel, right? So if I uh, if I if I did every single uh, you know every, if every single article was a Guardian article, right? Like, would that would that put you guys off? You know what I mean? Like, would that put you guys off? Uh, I feel I feel like you know I'd like to think that um, regardless of what kind of uh, publication I pick out, I like, I kind of, you know, I, I do have a filter, you know what I mean, I don't fuck Daily Mail, fuck The Sun, fuck Daily Express all day, every day, um, you will not catch me dead reading any of their articles, right, and that's just, that's just my principle, right, that's just my principle, it doesn't have to be yours, and I feel like that's the point I'm trying to make here, um, regardless of my own personal media bias, which clearly is centre-left, right, it is, it's centre-left, right, um, and sometimes radical in some social situations, right, um, regardless of that, the only, and I, I like to reiterate this now and again, um, obviously don't want to do it for every single episode, but I like to reiterate it now and again, I think I've probably said it before, but, you know, I talk about these things for, in some way, for me to talk about what I want to talk about, right, but there's obviously a reason why you guys listen, right, you maybe uh, relate to some issues in the same way I do, or you just like the sound of my voice, no, I'm joking, you both. <laughs> imagine if it was that indulgent, you just love the sound of my voice, um, yeah, for whatever reason you listen, like, the, the one thing I always want my audience in any fashion to be, whether it's on what's good, whether it's uh, reading anything I write, uh, whether it's watching any of my films in the future, whether it's listening to Digging in the Digits, um, the one thing I want my audience to be, and obviously I can't influence this, I can try my best to influence this and, you know, try and put it forward towards you guys, but I can't exactly directly tell you to be this person, but... The one thing I want, always want people that listen to me to be is independent in their own learning. So you don't, I'm not, I read The Guardian, that's me. I read The Guardian. I don't really like reading their opinion pieces most of the time because sometimes they can be a bit stupid. Um, and that's and that's just how it is. But, you know, for most of the time when they do actual reporting, actual, you know, uh, reporting journalism, report investigative journalism... It's reasonably good, right? It's reasonably of a great quality, in my opinion. And that's all it is. It's in my opinion, right? 
And, you know, you don't have to take the words that I'm reading off their page, right, to even uh, care, so to speak, or even, um, what's another word, um, even to help form your own opinion. You know, you, you can go read someone someone else about the same subject and take theirs. That's fine. That's, that's completely fine. But the one thing I always want for myself and for everyone is to be independent in their own learning. Um, if you read The Guardian as well, gravy. If you don't, fine. But just know that, you know, my particular media bias in this case, which is in as a case study, The Guardian, right? Don't take that as, um, you know, uh, I some lefty twat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not that person. Right? I, I like I like to keep an open mind, except for people like who read the you know Daily Mail, Sun, Daily Express. Fuck you lot. And that's kind of obviously destroying my own uh, argument here. But you know, it's tongue in cheek. I like to think. <laughs> Am I being serious? Who knows? You'll never know. Um, but yeah. I kind of wanted to just, um, A, big up Tom Nichols on that particular video essay because it was just really outstanding and I just really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, two, it was kind of convenient that I, you know, had three Guardian articles and that video and I just couldn't help myself. I just, I just couldn't help myself to, you know, take a moment to just get very, very macro about my show and just say that, you know, my media bias doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be your media bias. You know what I mean, it's 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 not about the it's not exactly about the articles, so to speak. Like I obviously use them for to to plant a foundation for the points I want to make and for the things I want to talk about. The, the overall subject is the thing that we need to take away. That I I would like. Let me rephrase. I would like for you guys to take away from listening to listening to the show. So I don't want you to take um, Robert Booth's uh, reporting on Grenfell. I want you to take in the fact that Grenfell is happening. You see what I'm getting at? I don't want you to take um, uh, Dowden's piece on QAnon. I want you to take fucking QAnon existing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you can go look for yourself. It doesn't have to be Dowden's piece. It doesn't have to be Robert Booth's piece. It doesn't have to be, right? It could be anybody's. But just know these things are happening. Right, and that's that's all it is. That's just me shouting out why I think I feel like is either interesting to talk about, important to talk about, pertinent to talk about, um, essential to talk about, and that's all it is. And also, I just want you guys um, potentially to learn something, as as I do every time I listen, I, I do this show. I'm always learning something new on this show, like words, <laughs> like the, the amount of times I've just gone, oh, that's a good word. Like, you know what I mean. I'm always learning. I'm always learning new stuff, and you know that's that's kind of half of the point of why I do this show. You know what I mean? It's a, you know, if I'm if I'm learning something, maybe you'll learn something as well, and we'll learn together. So, and that's and that's kind of the idyllic utopia that I'd like to make what's good, but obviously, it's not perfect in that fashion. But anyway, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, from the Fifth End Podcast Network, I've been Charlie Terry, and this has been what's good. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, music is too much intro music is too much by vanilla interlude music is visited by poldor you can find both of their tunes and their discographies via their websites in the full show notes thanks to your records philly billy to use these songs you can also find their entire Bandcamp discography uh recently dropped their full essentials real banger 
bangers on bangers on there. Not obviously not bangers there. Just chill hop. It's supposed to be chilled. But yeah, <laughs> some slapping heat. Um, there's, there's some good tracks on there. Some there's some good stuff on there. So yeah, give that a listen. If you want an hour of just chill autumn beats, and uh, obviously it's autumn, so happy autumn everybody. And um, yeah, next week uh, I have an interview with a friend of Five E, catching up with someone I haven't talked to properly in three years. So uh, we get into a lot of good stuff about. Um, about their career so far, and uh, yeah, man, it's just it's a real good interview. I've already recorded it, that's why I can obviously hype it up. Because uh, if I if I didn't record it beforehand, I would not tell you shit about this right now. But uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's done. Uh, it's recorded. I just need to edit it, and uh, it's dropping uh, next episode. So uh, look out for that. Um, it's gonna be a real good one. Hope you guys enjoy that one. But for now, hope you all have a good week. I shall always try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.